0: You're not dealing with the thoughts that you have to deal with. You're not checking in and asking yourself how you feel or anything. You're just living life on autopilot.
1: Hey, what's up? What is going on? Welcome to another episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I'm Mark. Get to have open and authentic conversations about things like self development and mental health and just kind of talk about the topics that don't get to come up on a daily basis. And the reason why we do that is because there's people out there suffering in silence. And they might not know the words to say to spread their feelings or their messages they they might not know who to talk to or how to even start that conversation right so that's why we have these conversations to bring it into a day-to-day basis in a daily conversation today i'm joined by mr bobby bazran how's it going guys author of the new book living with yourself it just came out this year right yeah july 6th beauty so Bobby, why don't you kind of just tell people like a little bit about who you are, like what you're all about, and I guess like where they can find you?
0: Yeah, you can find me at Instagram at Bobby Bazran, website BobbyBazran.com, and I have a podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify called Four Pillars. And I also run a blog every second week that you can find on my website as well.
1: Wicked, man. So, I was the first thing I was going to ask you, well, I guess I'll make it into a question, yeah, because, um, Uh, We were just talking about basically like someone asking you in your life. Like do you think it's too early to write a book? And um, I kind of have my own ideas on it, but I'd like to hear yours first
0: Yeah, I I don't think there's like a correct age where you can or you can't write a book as long as you're going through life and you're learning your life experiences and you have something that you want to talk about and that You live through I don't think there's really an age where you should or you shouldn't write a book. Mm hmm Yeah, Cause I wrote mine I started writing when I was 19 I wasn't writing books at 19 but I was just jotting in my notes journals different ideas here and there that you learn because you can learn from anywhere and as long as you have a pen paper your phone with you just write down those ideas and that's the same thing that I did like I had these six ideas that helped me live a better quality life and I just had six ideas and slowly for sure this chipped away I wanted to talk about like the two meditations that I learned at the monastery, and one of my biggest things was fl- finding pleasure in my simple moments. Like, if I was watching TV or doing this podcast, like my mind would be in like two different, three different places—past, future, thinking about random things. So, I really wanted to learn how to find pleasure in those moments, and then when I went to the monastery, I learned how to do that, and then yeah, just kept writing, kept writing different ideas, and just just write how you feel and write the experiences that you go through. Like you could have an idea, but you don't need to turn it into a book. It could be a small section of your book. It could be two sentences, but as long as you're writing and you're learning every day, eventually, if that's your goal, if you wanted to write a book, you obviously can. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because like um, I was actually going to even like almost justify it to myself earlier when we were chatting because I was like, yeah, I always feel like it's like it, it was too early for me to start talking about like mental health. Or anything in that field but um the reason I started doing it anyways because I thought like you know if I put out an episode or say like if you're an author and you put out a book and like say a year from now or five years from now or ten years from now like you might have like the opposite opinion of what you said before like say like for example like if you tell someone like about how to get a better sleep you might give them like ways of doing it A B and C but yeah. then five years later you're like Actually, I don't think that anymore. I think it's actually X, Y, and Z. Like, hmm. I think there's something like almost, it's literally almost like artistic, but it shows like kind of like an emotional maturity to be able to be like, hey, I used to think this and bring it up again. Yeah. So like say like 15 years from now, if you have different ideas, like I think it's cool when people are able to be like, hey, in my first book, I said this, this, and this. Like actually contrary to that, I actually believe this now. And like, yeah. I think it's kind of it's it's almost like cool to watch people because I've seen people on podcasts do that. Yeah, especially with like the last like year and or two going on, what's going on in the world? Like, there's been so many controversial topics, and then like six months later, there's new <laughs> yeah. information, right? Yeah, and I think it shows like an emotional maturity to be able to be like, "Hey, dude, I was actually wrong about this before." Yeah, and now I think this. Like, I think that's pretty cool, and if I were to see an author do that, that'd be pretty sick.
0: Yeah, the way I look at it is like. You're always growing like you're not going to be the same person now than five years later ten years later like when i came out with this book those are the experiences and knowledge and wisdom that i had at that time if i wrote this book now i could probably write it even better but that's just the art of creativity you could come out the podcast tomorrow and like two weeks from then you could do it in a better way but you're not going to keep going back because you're never going to progress forward in life like at that point in time that's the best version of the book that i could write and that's what worked for me to live with myself, find pleasure in my simple moments, be happy, and have faith in God. 10, 15 years down the road, I might add on to those ideas, but at that point in time, in that season, that's how I felt, and that's the wisdom and knowledge that I had at the time. So it's like, you could always do better. Like Even my podcast, like I was telling you before, like it took me a year to make those six episodes, but after that year, like I could have made them better. And that's the same thing. I, I come up with a podcast tomorrow, and the next time, I listened to it but ah, I could have said that better. I could have went I could have said this part better. But it's like you're never gonna fully love everything that you come out with. You just have to you have to accept that and be happy with what you come out with and know that you're gonna grow, you're gonna move forward and you are gonna be better. So I think you just have to be okay with what you come out.
1: Yeah. Dude I, that literally happens to me every single time I record, man. Yeah, because, like <laughs> I'll I'll record my episode and then I'll do a little bit of editing, but I can usually pump them out within like two, three days. And even within that span, like, dude, this one, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be listening to the audio from this. And I'll be like, oh, I should have said this shit this way, or yeah. I should have said this differently, or I don't even know why I segwayed like that. A lot of times when I hear people talk, and I'm, this is probably something to do with being present, they, um, they'll like say something. And then while I'm listening to it, I think, oh, the next best question or thing to say would be this. Yeah. And then I took it completely different direction yeah. and I'm like, man, why wasn't my brain making that connection? Yeah. They gave it to me in a yeah. segue. Like,
0: yeah. It's just like, even now there's, we'll be recording for like five minutes and there's a few things that I already messed up. I'm thinking like, oh, you could have said it better. But it's like, I'm not going to go back in time. I just have to progress and be better next time. It's like, that's the same way you have to be with life. You just have to Accept it and move on like obviously do your best Like, I didn't write the book in two weeks It took me quite a bit like three four years just to write it Mm -hmm. But like, I I had to come out that at that time because it was ready people are ready for that message And I was ready for that message. I can't keep prolonging it and It's like oh like and some people do it takes people like ten years to make an album ten years to make a book And that's their journey like they want it to be perfect and you should want your work to be great to be perfect but most times it's never going to be perfect because you're always getting better. You could always write a bit better a year from now, two years from now. You could always podcast better when you have more information that you learn from a year, a year, two years, three years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that all the time, man, too, as well. And that translates into like literally everything you do, not just like podcasting or anything, even artistic. Like, like I said, like my day job, I work in construction and there's a yeah. lot of things where... We're Building it and it's meant to literally just be structural and nobody will ever see it. It's hidden within walls Yeah, but like you still like for at least I know for myself and the people I work with like We still put in a shit ton of effort to try and make it like aesthetically pleasing so that you can kind of look back and be like That looks sick. Yeah, those pipes all run perfectly level yeah. like everything looks <laughs> mint the wires all look clean and stapled yeah. to the side like even though no one will ever see it and it's yeah. serving its purpose whether it looks good or not yeah. there's like that part of us where it's like i i know like i'll know what it's gonna look yeah. like you know like no it's, it's like that i can't remember who it was that famous it's like a steve Jobs story about the fence i was fence just painting.
0: gonna bring it up because have you read his biography i haven't no yeah. it's probably one of my favorite books it's like The way I look at it is like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So Mm -hmm. it's like when he was making the Mac laptops underneath the keyboard, it, no one was ever going to see it, but the way he soldered it, like he had to do it perfectly. And the guy asked him, he's like, like, why do you do that? No one's going to see it. He's like, I see it like before it goes into production, I see it and I want it to be that way. And it was just like that example, with the fence, like him and his dad painted the front of the fence, solid color. And the back of it, he's like, no one's going to see it. Let's just leave it. He's like, we'll see it. So we're still going to paint it. And that little example, he learned how to make the iPhone perfect. Like he wanted it to be aesthetically pleasing as possible. And even the inside of it is that because he thinks to himself, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. Like if I mess, if I take a shortcut there, I'll take a shortcut somewhere else. And like he didn't want to live life like that. And none of us do. Like if you want the best for yourself, you don't want to take shortcuts in life. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy, too. I was literally just thinking this as you said it about, like, people seeing, like, the quality of your work. Like, uh, if you think about, like, this is just, like, my random thought right now. But if you think about, like, the last two years, like, I I think it's pretty fair to say that most people, even myself up until, like, the last, like, probably two, three years, will work hard if someone's watching. Like, now that you're here, I'm going to work fucking hard, right? (laughs) But then, like, once you leave, I might pull out my phone like chill out for a little bit like slow down the pace and it's crazy to think that you know in the last two years i don't know if this is an actual outcome or it could be a potential outcome but like think about like nobody's like in the office everyone's working from home for the most part unless you're working in construction or a field like that but um so like no one really has eyes on them all the time yeah so if it's like even like 30% of people that don't work hard when they're not being watched that's like a third of the workforce now is just like chilling
0: yeah yeah because people they don't work as hard if no one's watching them yeah and that's just how it is but they like really determined people do like Kobe Bryant Michael Jordan like even if no one's watching them they work even harder because it doesn't matter who's watching them they just want to compete against themselves and be better
1: yeah yeah And some people it seems so natural like for me like it i didn't realize literally until like the last like two three years so probably like 23 24 i realized i was like oh like all the shit i complain about in my life would probably be better if i actually applied myself and not just when people were looking like yeah it didn't click for me until like i was like 23 24 But it sounds like for you, you kind of got some of it figured out at least at like 19. Like, do you think that people are like born with that? Or is that like a nature versus
0: nurture thing? Like, do you think it's taught? I think you could learn it. It's just habit based. Like if, like I said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you take shortcuts in your diet, in your relationship, when you're going after your purpose, that's all a habit. When adversity hits, you take a back road. You're not going through it. You're not going forward. And like. If you keep building that habit throughout your life, no matter what you do, whether you're meant to drink eight cups of water and like you know you're meant to, but you only drink two, like you're taking a shortcut. And that same shortcut is going to apply to different areas of your life. Whether you know it or not, like subconsciously, you're going to turn it into a an habit. And I think if you live with mindfulness and awareness and you just realize that how you do one thing is how you do everything, that I'm not going to take shortcuts, I'm going to do everything to the best of my ability, then you're not going to have that problem. And you can learn that. I learned it through a book. I think it's the Four Agreements. Yeah, and it says just always do your best. Yeah, I have it. I have yeah. the other two books as well. Right? Yeah, well, they're really good ones. books. A great author. It's like that little. It's like a little section. It just said always do your best. No matter what you're doing, whether you're podcasting, writing a book, don't compare yourself to other people. You're playing pickup basketball. Whatever the case, maybe you're trying out to make a college team, university team. Just do your best because that's the only aspect that you can control. You can't control if the coach wants to cut you from the team or not, but you can control doing your absolute best. Mm-hmm. And same thing with my book. I can't, right now, I can't control if five people read it or six million people read it. All I can control at that time is doing my absolute best, and I did it in that season. That's the best that I could deliver, and I did. Mm-hmm. So I can't worry about the outcome anymore. And that's, it's an off different topic, but like a lot of people worry about things that are out of their control. Mm-hmm. Like like when I'm writing this book, I could stay up every night and just think about where or worry about like is people actually to read it do people really like it but like that's out of my control the only thing that I could control is writing the best possible book that I can write I can't compare myself to different authors I could just compare myself to myself that's it and mm-hmm. just do my best and then I shouldn't worry about the outcome and a lot of people worry about things that are simply out of their control yeah yeah I feel like um
1: that's definitely like one of the things because i i'm assuming like uh, especially because of your journey like you've probably looked a lot into like buddhist philosophy and like yeah probably even like Taoism and those types of things as mm-hmm. well uh, have you read like any stoic philosophy i read
0: a few books on ryan Holiday. okay and then on and him or by him by him the okay. stillness is a key i believe yeah and ego is the enemy yeah and yeah there's some good like all these principles, whether it's Buddhism, Sikh, different religions, they all kind of interrelate with each other. and Like it's just about living a better quality of life, to me, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
1: Yeah. yeah, when you say control, you can control specifically though. It just makes me think like that's very Stoic. Like yes, yeah. I like I heard it. I can't remember who said it the other day, but I've been saying it to people ever since then. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't even remember who I saw it. It was someone that was very famous. They yeah. said, um, write down like a list of everything right now that's bothering you or stressing you out or pissing yeah. you off. And then cross out all the shit that isn't within your control yeah. and then start working on that list.
0: Yeah. And you could probably cut that list eight by down 80, 90 yeah. like, percent. What we worry about is really out of our control. Like we can't control the weather. The tra- and like so many people complain about the traffic. Like you can't control it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's literally out of your hands. Like, why worry about it? But that's what people worry about. Like, traffic, things are that out of their control. Like, people, different types of situations. Like, you can't control people. Like, and that's one I had a podcast. It's like, hurt people, hurt people. There's going to be so many people that speak badly about it. you, spread rumors, have, they have a big ego, whatever the case may be. But you can't control that. Mm-hmm. You can't control how somebody treats you. Yeah. So, why are you letting it control you? Yeah. And that's the one of the, in my podcast I write. Or I say, don't let something you can't control, control you. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier said than done because it's hard. But yeah. if you just live your life in that way and keep reminding yourself, habit-based that if I can't control it, I'm not going to let it control me. Just ask yourself in the moment, like, like, uh, why am I mad right now? Why am I angry? Why am I pissed off? Why am I frustrated? And it's like, live with that awareness and think, like, like you said, can I control this? Mm-hmm. Is your girlfriend being rude to you? is there traffic is your fight, flight delayed what is it and live with that awareness and ask yourself is it in my control and if it's not well then pluck out that thought and don't worry about it because worrying is not going to do anything for it it's not only actionable like mm-hmm. if you worry about something if I worry about how many people are going to listen to my latest episode on my podcast like so that's, that's not in my control and even if I do worry about it for two hours it's not going to help the situation mm-hmm. it's just going to make me not live with happiness yeah
1: yeah I like in your book you said something to the effect of like next time you get stuck in traffic like think of it as an opportunity to practice mindfulness I think you yeah. said something like that and since I read that I feel like every time I've because I get fucking road rage man like yeah a lot of us do <laughs> yeah it's pretty bad like so that's what I've been telling myself recently mm-hmm. every single time I found because I'll never well I shouldn't say that I haven't yet, like, been able to really catch myself before I think about something. Like, usually I'll have the thought at least first where I'm like, fuck, this sucks. This is really pissing me off. And I start thinking about shit, like, oh, maybe I'll be late for this or maybe whatever. Or I'll kick myself in the ass and be like, oh, I should have been doing this, this, and this this morning. And then after about, like, two minutes of that, I'll be like, wait, this is my shot. This is my chance to just be a little bit more patient for me I think of it as like patience practice yeah it's like this is just my practice time man like
0: yeah and that's perfect even if you notice it two minutes late like everyone has those thoughts they have like, oh, pissed off right now and but that's the best part you still live with mindfulness and you realize some people don't realize they're pissed off the entire day week mm-hmm. month year and it just becomes a habit now anytime there's traffic they're pissed off they're in a bad mood but like it's great that you notice it after two minutes maybe after Maybe months. an hour sometimes.
1: I'll be honest, <laughs> yeah, man. But it's okay. As, yeah. long,
0: as long as you realized it and you lived with awareness. And Even if it took you an hour, like it, if it didn't take you an hour, you would have lived the next five, six hours in a pissed off, angry, frustrated, unhappy mood. Yeah. But even after an hour, yeah, you're mad for an hour. Sometimes you have to sit with those emotions. Even if it's something as small as getting stuck in traffic, sometimes you just have to sit with that emotion that I'm mad right now. I'm going to be late to work. This, this, and this might happen, but like I said, those things are out of your control. And even after an hour, once you realize that, like, hey, I didn't, have to, I didn't have to act like that, I didn't have to react like that, you still have the next five, six hours of your day to live in happiness. Mm-hmm. And those simple examples throughout your day, those are the things why people don't live with happiness enough. Like, they let other things that are out of their control control them, and that dictates their mood and energy. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, like, it's just simple for me. It's like, and it's not really simple but like if you just live with awareness and sit with yourself and ask yourself like, you could ask yourself while you're driving how am i feeling today mm-hmm. Are you, right when you wake up how am i feeling and it's like wow i was mad i don't know why but i'm mad and then you could realize what well, your thought pattern is what am i thinking about oh i'm thinking about i have to i have to come out with my podcast it might not sound good my guest might counsel on me i don't know but you're worrying about something that's out of your control mm-hmm. so just ask yourself again how am i how am i feeling today Put yourself in the present moment. And just simply ask yourself, how do I feel in this moment? If I just think about this moment, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Now you just set the tone for your entire day. And if something does happen, like traffic or your boss says something rude to you or like your podcast guest cancels on you, like just ask yourself in those moments, how do you feel? Can I control it? If not, then, well, I'm not going to give up my happiness because like life's way too short to do that. You never know when your last day is on earth. And you simply don't none of us do yeah so that's why i try your best every day to just live with that happiness be a great energy and a blessing in disguise to other people because life is too short mm-hmm. and like people don't realize that until life shows them and once life shows you then it's it's too late
1: yeah i don't know if you would really love stoic philosophy or you'd just be bored by it man because all your ideas are like so very very similar to that like there's this one part of this book uh He's talking about like marcus aurelius's thoughts okay and um it's like uh meditations it's basically journal entries from marcus yeah. aurelius and he's basically talking about like um when i woke up today like I, i'm paraphrasing obviously i'm putting it into my own words but he's saying like i'm living on like basically borrowed time like i'm i'm working yeah. with like you know the house is money basically like, yeah every night when you go to bed is a gamble like it is, it's yeah. very common to pass out in your sleep or to pass away in your sleep right yeah so when you wake up it's like holy shit, man i did it like yeah it's <laughs> another opportunity like i get one more it's like yeah. having one extra life in super smash brothers it's like yeah. whoa, where'd this come from yeah. Like,
0: and take advantage of it and that's the thing many people don't yeah they live out the same routine day in and day out but once you start living with that consciousness like you just want to bring your best self to whatever room you're going to, whether you're hanging out with your girlfriend, your mom, dad, your business partner, your guest on your podcast. You want to be happy and bring your best self because, like I keep saying it, but life is too short. Like it's the same philosophy as Marcus was saying. it. It is too short. It's a gamble. You mm-hmm. never know when it's going to end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's... um. Yeah. And well, and even being in like, when you're doing like the, cause you were saying like people are just like kind of stuck in their routines and just like living through life. Right. Like even having a routine, like I, for the most part, like the, the really biggest deviations in my routine in the last like year and a half, two years is having people over to come do like podcast episodes. Other than that, I do essentially do a lot of the same things every single day, but I think as well, like, I think it's like, when you're consciously picking up habits and behaviors and yeah. like you're like choosing, yes, I want to do this every, like exercising, I am I want to do that every day. Yeah. Reading, I, I want to do that daily.
0: Yeah. yeah. Those are great habits and like, as and you're doing it with consciousness. You know why you're doing it mm-hmm. and you know why you're doing it because you're conscious. Yeah. You want to work out because whether you feel good, you look good, you're emotionally fit, physically fit. Those are all conscious ideas of why you want to do it. But the way I'm coming from is like people pick up bad habits
1: yeah they don't read their bodies or like going to meet up their wings on Wednesday watching porn
0: reacting not being in control of their level of thinking not working out not eating good those are all bad unconscious habits they picked up because it's easy and comfortable like it's hard to go to the gym some days Like you probably know that it's hard to eat healthy every single day Yeah, you're going to slip you're going to fall but like those are all conscious habits that you wanted to do you're not really living life on autopilot Mm-hmm. Like, I think when people live life on autopilot, they're like, they're not really in control of what they're doing. They're just running through the motions. They're just doing what's easy and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And even if you have a routine like what you're saying, like, you're working out, you're reading, like, that's not easy and comfortable. Like, it's hard to sit down and read for 15 minutes. It's hard to go to the gym when you don't want to for an hour. It's hard to eat healthy on a day to day basis. So it's like, you're not really living life on autopilot. I think you're living life being conscious and making good decisions for yourself Mm -hmm. and that's the farthest thing from living life on autopilot
1: yeah i always say like in in my head i always ask myself
0: like am i intentionally doing this right now yeah that's a great way to do it that's just showing you that that level of consciousness that mindfulness that awareness Mm -hmm. which is really good
1: it does slip sometimes though but like um i think like, I think, like, doing things that you suck at or doing things that are uncomfortable, for sure, like, kind of make you... Like, I've been thinking about that a lot recently because, yeah, I, I'm not even going to the gym, man. Like, I've got dumbbells right there. They go up to 90 pounds. I've got some bands. Yeah. i got a bench. i got a pull-up bar. I do yoga sometimes on, like, the yeah. TV. I'll throw a yoga class That's on. more than enough. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I'll just run around the neighborhood. Like, yeah, keep go for jogs. But I always tell myself, like... Like, especially in the last two years, because I love going to the gym. I miss the culture. I miss, you know, having all my friends there, like the Saturday morning crew or yeah. the Sunday morning crew or what have you. And for me now, like it is kind of a mental grind because I get bored or there's so many distractions around me here. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'll jump on really quick and I'll make a post or I'll go check Facebook because my yeah. computer's right there. Yeah. So I, I've been telling myself like, you know, and, and especially reading, man, like I like I grew up, like, I never read when I was a kid, dude. I'm so hyperactive that, yeah. like, even just sitting here right now, you can see I'm, like, moving around, bouncing yeah. my knee, like, <laughs> and I'm all over the place. So just to sit down and be quiet for, like, 20 minutes is so difficult. But, yeah. like, the workouts that you don't want to do or the book when you want to fucking go watch porn or you yeah. want to do literally anything else, <laughs> like, my roommate here is my best buddy, and, like, sometimes I just want to chat with him. I don't want to fucking read. Yeah. But those are the times where it's, like, Forces you to be present because that's when I have the question in my head: like, am I actually, you know, turning and chatting with this guy right now intentionally? Like, do we have something that we're going to talk about that's going to help me?
0: Yeah.
1: Or, or is this just like a distraction for me that's easy? Yeah. Like, I need to be intentional with this because I lived my whole life on autopilot. like yeah. Going for beers after work. Yeah. And chilling out. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah, I get that, and it's fine to do those things. I, like, I don't, don't want to think like. You can never go out. You have to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like do those things, but ask yourself, is that what I want to do?
1: Well, I do it intentionally too, yeah. right? Because like I've been spending, well, it's been less time with my friends, but more time with my family this year. Yeah. And like leisure time. Like it's not like, cause for a while I was feeling guilty about not doing shit. Yeah. And, uh, so it, it this year was like the f- first time in a while where. Actually, I'd say, like, probably, to be honest, like, the last, like, three or four months was, like, the last, you know, most recent time where I feel okay being leisurely. Yeah. But I always ask myself, like, am I doing this intentionally? Yeah. So, like, I'll set times with my parents or with my sisters to meet at my parents, and we'll be, like, let's meet up on Saturday night for dinner. Yeah. And then, for me, like, I think, like, this is intentional, like, kind of physical rest time. Like, I'm going... I'm just like communicating with the ones I love and I don't need to think about other shit. Like work will be done like every other time of the day. Yeah. You know, whether it's working out or reading cause that's work for me, man. Yeah. Or, you know, but like if I can set aside like this two, three, four, even a day, Yeah. like on Halloween, I spent the whole day at my parents basically. Yeah. So it's like, I think that when you, do those things intentionally. It makes them way better because I think like I'm not thinking about replying to emails. I'm not thinking about you know, yeah. doing work or anything like that. Like, no, this is my few hours or my whole day to just spend with my family. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, but it's yeah. intentional. That's the point I'm trying to get across. Yeah,
0: no, I totally agree with you. There's a there's a chapter in my book where I, I write finding pleasure in your simple moments. And it's exactly that. Like, that's a simple moment of you hanging out with your family. But a lot of people can't do that. They'll go, but they're on their phone. But their minds in the past, future, worrying about like where I'm gonna be, where I'm not. They're not really enjoying that moment. So like when I was writing that chapter, I purposely spent out like an hour or two each day and I would find pleasure in a simple moment. Like even watching a movie. I couldn't even do that before. Like I I was watching a movie and like I was just on my phone. I'm not even watching the movie. I'm mm-hmm. just scrolling through. I'm doing Bro, two things at once. I know. So man. it's like, if I want to write about it, I need to live by it. So I would practice every day. Like, if I'm going to coffee with my girlfriend, I'm not bringing my phone. I'll, I want to be in that moment. I want to find pleasure in it. And the way I find pleasure it, it's like, feel your breath, be present. And what's great about that moment? Notice the little details. Like, notice your girlfriend's hair, what coffee she drinks, how she's smiling. Like, you're finding pleasure in that simple moment because you're present and you're having good quality thoughts about it. Like even when I watch movies now, I try my best to like put my phone away. Or if I'm watching a show, like I like watching like whatever my favorite show is at the time. Right now it's New Girl. So it's like every night I'll sick show, man. I would I want to watch two episodes. It makes me happy. Yeah. But I want to watch it with intent. I want to be present. So I put yeah. my phone away and it's like it's like a superpower. Once you're present in that moment, you have good quality thoughts, you're so relaxed and you enjoy it. You see the beauty behind that moment. It's like I have 40 minutes right now to relax and be myself and be happy. Like, I want to enjoy this moment. It's great. I get to sit on this couch. I get to watch TV on this great big TV. Mm-hmm. I get to drink my matcha tea and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But I would never notice those things if I wasn't in the present moment. If I was stuck in my routine, I would just go on my phone, put the show on, and it's just like, eh, 40 minutes is up. I didn't really enjoy that moment. The same thing with your family. You're probably present in it. That's why you enjoy that simple moment. So much more because you can see the beauty behind it. Like I can hang out with my mom, I can hang out with my siblings, my dad. It's a great feeling having both parents here. Mm-hmm. And you would never notice that if you weren't in the present moment. So it all goes back to like, you know, finding pleasure in that moment. You just have to be present in your day-to-day activities, even if it's something as simple as reading. What I do now is like, when I read, there's probably days where I read, but you know, you didn't learn anything. You know, like nothing really stuck out to you. Ideas don't come every single day, but. Like, mm-hmm. What I try doing is just set a timer and be present and like realize how it's, I'm grateful that I can read. I'm grateful that I can see the words on the pages. I'm grateful that I have time to relax and just read a book that I bought with my hard-earned money. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people can't buy that book. A lot of people can't see the words on those pages. So I want to feel my breath and be grateful towards it by having good quality thoughts about what that moment is. And even it's something as simple as reading. Like, if you just apply that principle to your life and find pleasure in all your simple moments, you're going to be happy at all times. There's going to be some blips where you react, you're mad, but majority of the time, if you are present and you try finding pleasure in those simple moments, you're going to be happy. Even if it's some simple as doing this podcast or watching TV at nighttime, it's like, if you just find pleasure, you feel your breath, and you have good quality thoughts about that moment, you're going to be happy in it, no doubt.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it's so hard, too, because, like, i'd say like one of the the biggest distraction times for me is uh literally when i edit like any of these podcasts because for the most part i'll literally listen to a full episode like a couple times Mm -hmm. right so say like one of the last ones i did was an hour and 40 minutes yeah and so like that's pretty much me sitting in that chair over there yeah just re-listening and watching this yeah and like of course like First few minutes, I have no problem being present or I'll kind of laugh at a couple of things like, yeah. oh, I shouldn't have worn that shirt or whatever it is. right? <laughs> and then like, um, like sometimes like within like the first five minutes, I'm just sitting there scrolling because like when I'm, I, ju- I like, I think about it this way. Like I justify it to myself and like, this is something I'm trying to catch myself on now is like listening to conversations that I have in my head and realize like how many times we justify bullshit to ourselves. Yeah. But like I justified to myself because I'm like, oh, I just have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, I don't have so, to look at it. <laughs> so then I'll be scrolling through Instagram or yeah. doing something. And then it's been like 10 minutes. And I'm like, fuck, I forgot what I was at, like where I was at. Like yeah. I don't even remember what part of this conversation. I'm and I have to go back 10 minutes and it takes way longer. But yeah. I, now that I'm thinking about it, dude, like whether it's like working in construction or hanging out with people or editing anything. Like, the only time I can get into a flow state where I'm like forgetting about the passage of time or forget, oh, I forgot I didn't eat, dude. I was like enjoying this so much. Like, the only time I can get into a flow state
0: is when I don't have my phone on me. Because you have no distractions. Like, you have to be in that moment. Yeah. And our biggest thing, our biggest distraction, what I think it is, I don't know if it's true or not, is our phones. Yeah. Like I I said, I could be sitting watching a TV. I don't even know how I'm on my phone. Like, I was just watching TV and I'm already on Instagram. It's just like, it's just a habit. Of course, it's yeah. a habit. It's like when you're going, when you're driving to work, or you're like, you take an Uber to work, like the first thing you do is just go on your phone. You could just get, sit in the Uber and like feel your breath, be present, but like. Or have um, a conversation yeah. with a person. but we check our phones more than we check in with ourselves. Yeah. And that's, a, you shouldn't do that. Because yeah, like, You should check in with yourself. You should have that mental conversation with yourself because like, you want to be aware. You want to live your life with a tent. And if you're checking your phone more than you're checking in with yourself, it's, you're not going to live life in a happy state because you're not checking in with yourself. You're not mm-hmm. dealing with the thoughts that you have to deal with. You're not checking in and asking yourself how you feel or anything. You're just living life on autopilot.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's why I love like doing these episodes so much because, like, A, I don't have my phone on me. Mm -hmm. like so i don't have any distractions so like i'm pretty much forced to be present yeah and then the other nice thing is i usually tell people you're good about it so i didn't even say anything but sometimes i have to tell people like throw your fucking phone away man yeah
0: i just put i'm in the habit just put mine on silent and just because like i'm not talking to my phone i'm talking to you yeah i want i want to learn i want to speak to you i want to share my message with your audience and i just want to have a great time with you so i was like I can't do that if I'm
1: on my phone. Yeah. Well, and people know they're being recorded, right? So they want to be able to be, like, current in the conversation. Otherwise, they look like idiots. Yeah. Like, so that's the other nice thing. But, um, yeah, dude, like, I have this one thing going right now where, like, I legitimately won't talk to people if they have a phone in their hand. Like, I'll well, be hanging out with you right now. And, yeah. like, if you start looking at your phone halfway through a sentence, I stop talking, man. Yeah. I just won't do it. <laughs> I like <laughs> that's <literally, good> though <laughs> dude, it's solid because yeah. some people will look at you and they'll be like, Why'd you stop talking? And then you're like, dude, you're not even like paying attention to me. You're not even engaged. And then yeah. they'll be like, Oh, well, I was still listening. It's like, dude, ninety percent of communication is nonverbal. I'm a pretty sarcastic guy. Yeah. And sometimes like if I'm low energy, like if it's at nighttime, that's typically when people hang out. Yeah. Like my voice is a little bit more monotone like you might not get my sarcasm if you're not looking at me (laughs) or like dude like like you said like it's just about being present like it's like dude hello i'm a human being like fucking look at me dude like
0: come on i i don't really think you can multitask like i know people try it like oh i'm listening but i'm on my phone it's like you're not listening fully yeah you're not getting what i'm trying to say to you you're not present yeah, right. in that conversation, you know, you've got nine like, other ideas. Going yeah. On. It's like, how, how can you be like, even right now, like I, I could be talking to you, but like, if I was like, if you asked me a question, I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. What did you ask me? Like, I'm, I'm not present. I'm thinking about nine other things. I'm thinking about what I have to do after this podcast or like what happened in my past. But like, if you're present in the moment, like you're engaged with each other, you're talking, you're respecting one another. And yeah, I just think you can't really multitask. Yeah. if you have your phone in your hand and you're trying to listen or you're trying to talk to someone it's hard like try it try looking at it on Instagram and having a conversation you you can't do it it's too hard
1: yeah unless I'm saying generic like already unless you're on autopilot yeah auto generated answers
0: oh yeah that's cool yeah oh yeah what did you say yeah (laughs) you're not really in that moment you're not really speaking as yourself
1: yeah me and my buddy have a joke like one of my buddies Alex he he, uh, he's been on the show before, but we have this joke. We were saying it like when we went camping this summer where uh, <clears throat> it's like the one buddy who just sits on the back of in the crowd and he's got like sunglasses on his side and he's scrolling through his phone and anything he says is just like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like all the time when we're talking to each other, we'll just reply back like, damn, that's crazy. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the random guy that just yeah. like in the group chat Damn, that's crazy. And you yeah. know he didn't read any yeah, of his yeah, shit before. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Man. So like you, like, because I read this book and I was like, I really like this guy's thoughts. I like the way that you, that, I like the way that you think. I like the way that you just kind of have this uh, notion of meditation and, and Buddhism where It's kind of like understandable to the average person like a lot of the times people have troubles like kind of relating to a lot of ancient philosophies because like Either the wording is a little bit different than we use now or a lot different or like kind of they think the lessons might not be Relevant, but I like the way that you kind of put it because I have a little bit of a background with the philosophy Yeah, I, I really like the way you put it I think that literally anyone whether you know the philosophy or not will enjoy it. Yeah, but um, and I guess, well, you've even talked about it now, like how you said you started journaling and writing when you are like 19. Yeah. But like, what kind of made you like get into this headspace? Because like, I feel like I was a late bloomer when, in terms of like, well, I guess I'm still young. I'm still 26. But yeah. like, what kind of got you into do? were you, were you, were you journaling at 19 or writing for like this kind of stuff, like self-development? Were you yeah, already in that so.
0: headspace? Yeah. I just kind of wanted, like, I just didn't want to be out of it. I want to live a good quality life. And I didn't really see that growing up because, like, especially in the East Indian culture, like, you just grow up, you get a nine-to-five cookie-cutting job, and then you have kids. You buy a house, you get a car. And none of that's wrong, if that's what you want. I don't know if
1: that's East Indian culture, man. I feel like yeah, that's, that's a lot like lot like, Our parents
0: <laughs> pushed that on us at a young age, like, get a good job. Not a job that you like, but a job that looks good in other people's eyes. Yeah. So it's like... I'll good be- reputation, good money, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's like, that's what we we're raised, that's our conditions, that's our environment, it's like, but well, once you start living with mindfulness, like that's why it applies to so many areas of your life, it's not just about sit down, meditate, and be a monk, it's about living your life with awareness, like do you really want to be a teacher, nothing's wrong with being a teacher, but do, do you want to do that, mm-hmm. or did, does your parents want that, does your environment want that for you, like, I, the story I have on my website, I talk about, it's like, I was go to school to become a teacher, and, I did good. I had great grades. I did my uh, practicum really well, but I still didn't get into the program. So I went to go meet my counselor, and I said, "Hey, like, I did everything good. Like, why, why didn't you accept me into the program?" And they said, "Well, we'll take a look." So they went through my my whole pamphlet and my letter of recommendation. Like, it's like, why do you want to be a teacher? And that's the easiest part of this whole package (laughs) was Mm -hmm. to write that letter. Like, it's 20 out of 20. Everyone's getting 20, 20. Yeah, yeah. they go to mine, I got like seven out of 20. I failed it. And I was like, why'd you fail me on that? And it's like, you didn't even write why you want to be. I wrote about like different goals that I have in the future. She said, you didn't even write about why do you want to be a teacher? I was like, oh, (laughs) I failed. And I went back home, then I was like, I didn't even want to be a teacher. That's why I couldn't write about it, because I had no desire to be one. The only reason I wanted to because my mom and dad wanted me to be a teacher. So it's like, I wasn't even living with intent, I was just running through the emotions and doing what other people wanted me to do. And then I sat with myself at that age, and it's like, what do I really like doing? What do I love? And it's like, I love reading, I love reading, I love writing, reading, bettering myself, and learning that information and sharing it with other people. So that's when I started just bettering myself, reading, writing, reading different types of books, biographies, Buddhism, going to the local monastery and just bettering myself through my routines. And it's like, eventually I got to the point where it's like, I can write a book. I can have my own podcast and blog because I've been doing this for five, six years now. And I help myself. That's the biggest thing. Like, I could never teach something that didn't work for me. Like, Mm. all these things help me. Like, how to find your purpose. Sit with yourself. That's, I had a podcast episode. It's like, how do you find your purpose? Well, ask the one person that knows what you want out of this life. And that's you. Sit in a room five, ten minutes a day and just ask yourself, what do I love to do? And continuously ask yourself, no distraction. What do I love doing? What can't I live without? What In ten years, what do I want to be doing as a living? And it's like, if you want to be a teacher, if you want to be an accountant, great. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, mm. where I s- see... Where I see something bad in it is where you like, somebody is being a teacher and they don't want to be a teacher. They want to be a dog walker, but they've been raised in conditions like you need to do this job. It's a great job, but you don't really love it. Like, would you rather make 90,000 as a teacher or 60,000 as a dog walker or 50,000 as a dog walker? Like money's not the objective. It's doing something you love and being happy doing it. Like I make no money off this stuff. Yeah. podcasting, but as of right now, I don't. Oh, trust me, bro. I, have, yeah. I feel you, but I, I, love, <laughs> I feel you. I love doing it and I will go work at a different job for 40, 50 hours a week just so I could keep doing this because mm-hmm. that's what I love doing. And I just know eventually if I keep going and I keep working hard, it's going to happen. My dreams will come true. And until then, if I have to work 50, 60 hours, 40 hours at a job that I don't really like, but it pays the bills, I will. And that's just like, you want to do something you love because like I said, like, all these philosophies are not just about meditating. It's about how you want to live your life. Like, life is way too short not to do something that you love every single day. And, like, just ask yourself, sit, like, with these breath, breath meditations, sit with yourself and ask yourself, what do I love doing? Why am I on this planet? Why did God put me on this planet? What, what value can I bring to other people? Mm-hmm. And if you keep asking yourself those questions, those captivating questions, you'll figure out what, why you're here. Mm-hmm. And if why you're here is to be a teacher, great. That's your purpose. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're an accountant, your job is to help people with numbers and build businesses for other people, help them with their tax purposes. Well, that's your purpose. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if you love doing it. And that's fine, but like, I didn't love being a teacher. I didn't even know why I wanted to be one. I failed (laughs) that entire essay because I couldn't even answer that simple question. Why do I want to be a teacher? And that's where I think some people, like in my culture, I know it's probably for everybody, but in East Indian culture, it's like, People don't sit with themselves and ask what they want to do. They just listen to their parents and they just do what their parents tell them to do. And I don't know. I don't think that's okay where you're forced to do something that you like or forced to do something that you don't like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, like, I, I'm sure it is different across all cultures. I know, like, white people, they just basically do what their friends do. It doesn't even fucking matter what their parents. Yeah, say. they just, false, they, false, just false. Do <laughs> they just do whatever their friends do. Yeah, or whatever they they get they get uh, brownie points on Instagram for they'll do that. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. But um, it's crazy to think like, so what did your parents think? Like, when you, did you finish college, or did you finish like the, the program you were doing, like, to become a teacher? What did they think about that?
0: Yeah, they, they weren't too happy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I told them, like, because like, they don't really understand what I'm trying to do. They, like, they didn't grow up like that. So I have to understand them as well. Like, they grew up with the mind frames, like, come here, come to Canada, get a good job, don't step on anybody's toes, raise your kids, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have the privilege, as we do, to do something that we love. And I have to understand them. So obviously, they're going to be a bit mad at me, where it's like, I'm giving away this great job, to write and not make any money for the next 5-10 years maybe not make any money with my podcast but I was like it's something that I love doing and it's something that I couldn't imagine my life without and that's the biggest thing like I couldn't imagine my life where I didn't read I didn't write I didn't better myself and share that information with people and when I told them at first they're they're mad like you're giving up your job for what like you don't even know and I didn't at that time I didn't know what I wanted to do so for a year I just sat with myself and every day I just asked like what do I love doing? Why am I here? And the same questions day in and day out. It eventually came to me like, I can't imagine my life without reading. That's how much I love it. I love writing and I love betting myself and sharing that information. So four or five years later, I have my book, I have my podcast, I have my blog. Not saying I'm doing everything right, but I'm on the right path. And yeah, they don't see it as great right now or successful because I'm not making money. But eventually I will. But... I have to go with the process. Like if I came out with that book July 6th and July 10th, I had 10 million sales. I went through no process. I just, it was easy. I want to go through a process. The best part of going after your purpose is enjoying the journey, enjoying the hard times because that adversity, that grit, those hard times make you. Anytime I go through uh, bad experiences, I just think to myself, I love it. Because I have something to talk about. My journey's that much better now. If I got five likes on my podcast post, I love it. At first I didn't. I was like, why, why aren't people listening? It's a great podcast. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. But that's my journey. I, I took a screenshot. I got five likes. And I look at it every day. I want, oh, yeah. it. I want that feeling. That I could have five likes. That's my journey. That no one's listening right now. But eventually they will. And I love it. When I, my book first came out, I sold probably like 13 copies. And in the moment, I was mad. Like, it's, I think it's a really great book. It should sell. But no one knows me. Mm-hmm. Why, why would they buy my book right now? No one knows me. And I sat with myself and was like, I love that feeling now. Like, I want to only sell 13 copies in the first month because my story is that much more better. When it makes it, when it's a New York Times bestseller, when it sells a million, I'll look back to that first day. It sold 13 copies. And that's what made me. That's what pushed me to keep going. Yeah. And you don't want your journey to be easy. Because if it was, you have nothing to talk about. What would I talk about if I came out with my book and like two weeks later, it's like, oh, it sold 10 million copies. Like I didn't really learn anything in those two weeks. I went through no adversity. So yeah, you kind of want to accept those hard times because it's going to make you who you are and you're going to have a story to talk about. And that's why we love all these people, those famous people. They have a story. Kevin Hart, he's a great comedian. Why we love him. He has a sick story growing up in Philadelphia. He was broke. Mm -hmm. Eminem, why people relate to him. He was from Detroit. No money, one parent, single family income, and he's one of the most influential rappers of all time. Why do we resonate with him? Because he went through a hard time and he made it. We think we can make it too. When we see somebody like that in that area, going up in those conditions, environments, it's like us. Like he's going through a hard time, we can make it. He looks human to us. Mm-hmm. Like those successful people that you see on stage, they don't look human to you. They look unhuman to you. But, like, if you look at their story, if you read their biographies, you feel that human connection. They're like me. They're going through a hard time. And no one's stories are the same. But, like, you just think, like, they went through a struggle. I'm going through a struggle. Whatever it is. My struggle, I sold 13 copies of my book. Somebody might have a different one. You might have a different one. But we could all relate to each other in that way when you look at someone's upbringing and their environments and their conditions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude, you're speaking to me, man, because I know, like, Dude, like, even to this day, I don't even, you know, I really don't even try and, I try and really never just check, like, my subscribers that I have on YouTube, or how many views they get, or how many downloads my podcast episodes get, because, dude, for a little bit, it was disheartening, and then for a while, I just kind of realized, well, it's like, it doesn't fucking matter, no one's listening, I'm just gonna say whatever I want then, Yeah. and that kind of makes it more fun, like, yeah. Like, there's no rules to this. I can swear. I can say whatever I want. I can talk about how I'm a stoner. I can yeah. say literally anything. And it's so sick. Like, I'm not making money off this. I'm purely talking to people because I, like, for me, the way you speak about reading is the way I think about speaking with people. Like, I fucking just love talking to people. I like yeah. thinking about new ideas or bouncing my ideas off other people. And, like, I just kind of really love that, man, because I remember I, I have a a similar experience of a a screenshot on my phone of like how many subscribers I had when I first started because like especially I don't know kind of like I don't know how it was for you because I know like when I made my very first before I did a podcast I was like kind of doing YouTube videos yeah and I remember when I dropped my very first YouTube video and like I kind of posted about it online yeah like on Facebook or whatever it was like you know got quite a few likes like I was kind of like whoa yeah. Okay, I can do this. Like you know, it was like it was like really encouraging. I yeah. was like, Fuck yeah, like this is sick. I'm gonna make more videos and then I made the next one. I was like decent amount of likes. Yeah. And I made the next one, it's like four likes. <laughs> and I made the next one. It's like just my mom likes it. Yeah. It is like <laughs> it's like fuck dude, like sometimes it is just kinda hype in the beginning because people are like, Oh, that's
0: cool. they wanna and support it from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah.
1: it's like like you said, like I don't know if we were recording or not earlier when you were saying, like, you know, not everybody reads. or like, not all my friends are going to get this. Like, yeah. Not all my friends listen to podcasts. In fact, it's, like, only a select few of my friends that listen to podcasts, you know? Yeah. Most of them are doing other shit or listening to other media or listening to music. So, it's, like, you know, most of my, actually, pretty much only a couple of my friends, actually, that I know of. Yeah follow my podcast that will have conversations where they're like, yo, I really dug this week's episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Whoa, you actually follow this shit? And they're like, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, like, Whoa, like yeah. that's sick. Like it's the most
0: surprising person like you would never think they follow. Yeah. Like they do. Yeah.
1: yeah. Or you see someone randomly that you haven't seen in like a year or two and they're like, dude, I saw you doing a podcast. I'm like, you noticed me? Like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think you remembered who I was. Like, yeah. that's so sick. I've even met like actually a couple people through having a podcast now and it's actually really dope. Like actually we wouldn't even be sitting here right now. Yeah. Like we met through this as well. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, it's so crazy, man. And I actually, I said that on, uh, one of my other buddy's podcasts, I was saying that to him, like after his first year of podcasting, we were talking about like lessons we learned mm-hmm. and I was like, dude, like one of the craziest things is, is maybe you have the same thing when you write a book, like, like 90% or even more, I'd say like 95% of the people that like actually, you know, follow me on Instagram because of my podcast or people that I'd say, like I interact with about my podcast, like 95% of them, I've never met them in my life. Like it's random fucking people and they're your biggest supporters. They support you more than like half the people you grew up with. You're like, this is like, you know, some of my best friends and it's like, Dude, this random guy shares my shit every single time I post. all your posts, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's the way I look at it now. It's like, yeah, you have your friends, your family. They're to like your stuff regardless. Like, whether you... So if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky, dude. Uh, but, like, it's just cool to me because, like, that's not your audience. You yeah. need to go find your audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, I have four or five listeners. But, like, that's four or five listeners that I didn't have before. And they're not like people that I know. It's just random people that are listening and messaging me like, oh, I listened to your episode. I was like, you follow me? Like You actually liked it? And it's like, yeah, it's it's great. I was like, well, I need to find more people like that. You just need to find your audience. And that's the biggest part. Like, my family probably doesn't like what I talk about. And that's okay. Everyone's different. You might not like what I talk about on my podcast. No, I do, man. I I, I only listen to the one you sent me in the very beginning. And I was like, this is dope. Like, everyone's different. You just have to find your audience. And that's the best thing. It's like you go out there, you don't change who you are. You don't like if I change, if I came out my podcast and I had 10 listeners, if I really cared, I would just change it because it's like, oh, like only 10 people care. I want to do something that is trending and more people are speaking about, but it's like, I can't like, this is what I love doing. This is what I want to speak about. You're not being arrogant, but it's like, you just want to find your audience. Like not that many people like meditating yeah are dealing with their thoughts or are finding pleasure in their simple moments I'm not trying to reach those people if those 10 people are here I'm not trying to reach them I'm trying to re- reach the 10,000 people over here that like meditating and that like plucking their thoughts and finding pleasure in those simple moments and it's like I just have to keep going they're there I'm going to get there eventually I just can't give up my dreams and change who I am I just have to keep going keep pushing yeah. past that adversity that's the way I see it
1: dude yeah I see it the exact same way like I, I didn't always put, like, the, kind of the numbers to scale when you say, like, you look, because now that I think about it, like, there is a lot of people that are super into, like, yoga or meditation or anything yeah. like that. And if a lot of those genres kind of cross over. And I, I always think that as well about my my episodes sometimes where I'm like, you know, I don't know any of my friends who would be listening to a podcast about, like, an episode about journaling, yeah. but I fucking would. Yeah and I like that shit and it's something that impacted my life a lot yeah and I had one of my buddies the other day reach out to me where I didn't really expect it from this guy or or even this question from this guy cuz I didn't think he'd ask me for advice but he asked me he's like you know what are some of the benefits you have found like with journaling in terms of your anxiety yeah And. Uh, Like, I haven't really talked to this guy about anxiety before. And like I said, I didn't think he'd ask me for advice. In my eyes, he's way more successful than me. Yeah. So when he asked me that, I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Like, this guy, like, he's, and he's been on my show. I'm not going to say who it is because of the subject matter, but. Yeah. Like, uh. You know, I had him on because I I, I like I kind of looked up to him. Like, he was like a mentor to me. Yeah. So, it was like just to have him ask me about that. It's kind of like you said. Like, whoa, you listen to me? Yeah. Like, that's so crazy. Like, I followed you, man. Yeah. Like, you,
0: yeah. you know?
1: Like, it's, it's so crazy. crazy, man. But, like, because I... How many brothers do you have? Just the one or... Two. Two. Yeah. And is the other one kind of an entre- entrepreneur as well? Like, I feel like the... Th-
0: Yeah, he does uh, boxing. So not too much entrepreneur, but, like, he wants to do something that he loves doing. So he does boxing.
1: So all three of you are kind of, like, I wouldn't say entrepreneurs then, but I guess, like, kind of breaking the cookie-cutter mold. Like, is that, like, a a spirit that's encouraged in your household, or did you all just band together and you're like, yo, fuck this? Yeah, I
0: think it happened with my older brother first when he started his fashion company. Like, he was doing the same thing. He graduated university with his arts degree. But the same thing, like, he only got it because that's what we had to do. Like, like, go to school, get a degree, and then do what you want after that. Get married and have your kids. In their eyes, that's what a successful life is. And nothing against them. That is a great life. But if you have something that's within you and you want to do more, then you shouldn't tuck that away. You should expand on it. Like, what do you actually want to do? And he wanted, he loved fashion ever since he was a little kid. And that's Mm. exactly what he wanted to do. So he started his own path and like, even with him, like the first five years of business, it was not doing too well like he just had it was his process it was his journey and now it's picking up for a bit where like other famous people are wearing his clothes people are paying good money for, to buy what he's selling it's, and it's stupid a and impressive man yeah and it's you a can plug thing.
1: it if you want I just didn't want to say anything oh no
0: it's, it's okay yeah he owns a seven Kazran brand so hmm. yeah so at the start of it he just had to go through like that process we're saying it's like if he just came out with the fashion company and the next day like a big store bought it for 10 million dollars like He had no journey, no process, but like he's going through his own journey, his struggle and process. And now he's kind of on the other side of success on a smaller scale right now, but it's still a great feeling to see famous celebrities wear his clothes when he was just That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Just to get one, dude. Yeah, just to get one. It's like he just started in our spare bedroom selling hats and now like he's making collections two, three times a year and other people are wearing it, wanting it and liking it. It's just that great feeling. It's like. You just have to put in your hours. It's like that famous saying, you have to put your 10,000 hours in. Mm -hmm. And then it's just great because, like, once you do, it's like you have something to talk about. You have a story and you build character. It's Mm -hmm. the same as going to the gym. Like, if you went to the gym for two weeks and you had a six pack and big arms and a massive chest, like, you just went for two weeks. It takes years to get a great body. Mm -hmm. Dieting, mental health, focusing, drinking water, it doesn't happen overnight. And that's the same thing with your business and your purpose. Like, you. You shouldn't want it to happen overnight. Like I didn't wanna sell my books or have my podcast famous or whatever not famous, like ten thousand people listening to it. whatever the case may be. I didn't I don't want that in the first two months because you have no story behind it. I didn't build any character. I didn't go through any adversity. And that's the same principle like getting a good body too or even like a relationship with yourself or your partner. It's not gonna happen overnight. Like if you're in a relationship with somebody, it's not great all the time. You have to put in work and make it great all the time. It's not going to like overnight, like you have an amazing relationship. You have to speak to each other. You have to communicate. You have to listen and you have to do things for each other. You have to sacrifice. And that's what makes a great relationship. But it doesn't happen in one day. It takes time and effort. And that's with anything in life. Whether you're getting a great body, mental health. If you want a great relationship with yourself, your partner. Or if you want your dreams to come true. It's going to take time, commitment, and you have to push past adversity. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it takes time to achieve. And then when you think about all those things as well, like, you know, selling 10 million copies or having a successful relationship or even having like a business regardless of what it is, like if it's fashion or whatever. Yeah. But, um, like all those things take or normally take, typically take like years and years and years to build. Yeah. But then it also takes like just as much work most of the time to maintain. Like just to achieve that, like, cause I'm sure that just this one book while I'm selling, if it was selling like, you know, millions and millions of copies, you'd probably live off that, but you'd probably be bored. Yeah. Like there's the next shit that you're going to do. The next thing, the next thing, like, totally. I don't know if you have the next thing already locked and loaded, but like, I guess you, uh,
0: right now I just want to focus more on like getting my book out there in different stores, different avenues and just. Focusing on my podcast and blog. Like, not trying to do too many things at once, but, like, just really dialing in and making these podcast episodes. I guess one thing that I want to do in the New Year's is, what I'm doing right now, but when I launch this episode, it'll probably be the New Year, is I want to start interviewing people more and being on people's shoulders more so I can speak my message and...
1: Hold up. Oh, we're good. We're all good. We're still yeah.
0: yeah, so speak my message more and just... Dialing, and yeah, I kind of forgot my train of thought.
1: Sorry, you were just saying like um. Sorry, I got a weird like low battery notification, so that just distracted us. But um, I probably edited this out, but I might leave it in because I kind of find these things funny. But yeah, (laughs) it's kind of the quirky stuff I like about podcasts. But you were saying like uh, in the next upcoming New Year, like one of your goals is to kind of like be more on other people's podcasts and have other people maybe on yours.
0: Yeah, spread my message more. That's because I. That's all I want to do is just spread my message and help as many people as possible. And if I have to go on, like, different people's shows or interview people, like, that's what I love doing. And so that's probably one of my goals for the new years to do that more.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, like, the more you have, I think that definitely having people on your podcast is beneficial because then you get kind of, like, that cross... Well, actually, both are beneficial because you get that cross audience. Yeah. Like, like I've gained a couple followers from, like, being on a couple different people's podcasts because maybe like like for example I'm on like my buddy Zach's podcast, Plaid Jacket Philosophy. Yeah. So I met him because we both work in construction. He's yeah. an electrician, we're carpenters. So we've like worked on similar jobs before. Yeah. And I just realized i got pain on my hand today. But <laughs> um when I met him, like, we were kind of talking about how we were both, like, I had just started my podcast, and he was just starting his, yeah, and so, like, we've done a couple of, like, crossover episodes where we go on each other's, and, uh, actually, they're all original episodes, we don't do crossover episodes, we yeah. record, like, each on each episode,
0: oh, okay, but,
1: um, like, I'll, I'll have gained listeners from, like, going on his podcast, because they're, like, trades guys, and they want to hear about, like, his, his stuff's all about, like, blue-collar thoughts and stuff like that. He's a okay. plaid jacket philosopher.
0: Yeah, it's clever name. Yeah, <laughs> it is
1: really dope, man. Yeah, But, like, there'll be some of his listeners or some of his friends or family members or whatever that kind of, like, more vibe a lot with, like, the mental health side of it because yeah. if we talk about the struggles of being, like, an apprentice or whatever yeah. it is. And then there's guys that listen to mine because obviously everyone kind of deals with mental health yeah so like there's guys that work in the trades and they they listen to probably his podcast more than they listen to mine and they're my buddies like (laughs) just because he's got he's really well spoken and he's well read yeah but he's got the blue collar kind of lingo to it so it's it's a dope podcast yeah but um that'll benefit you for sure in terms of like getting a little bit more listenership but also i feel like getting new ideas as well or kind of validating or discrediting some of the ideas you have now like I know like connecting with a lot of people in the world of mental health and self development recently like even connecting with you I get so many different ideas or opinions because I feel like especially in the world of mental health cuz I don't work in the realm of mental health I work in construction so I yeah. like I don't make my money here I don't really speak like a lot of other people in the world of mental health I don't yeah. really like You know, so I feel like I have a different ideology sometimes. Like both of my sisters are like have studied psychology and we speak differently. So like don't come to me for fucking medical advice because they've studied it. Yeah. And they have different ideas than I do. Yeah. But like you said in the beginning, like I only speak to my experience.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So I can only talk about the things that help me or things that I've experienced. But I just think that when you connect with more and more people, especially like like yourself as well, like you've got a book and you're a, like professional dude, you know, you're like well-spoken you'll connect with a lot of people that like kind of either broaden your opinions on things or maybe you'll say something that changes my mind completely. And I'm like, I'm getting rid of that yeah. fucking idea. Like Bobby's <laughs> idea is way better than mine. Yeah. I'm fucking latching onto that yeah. from now. on. that seems more true. Like, yeah. So I feel like when you collaborate more with people, like it makes it more fun too. Yeah. Like, it becomes your new community.
0: Yeah yeah no definitely that's, that's something that I really want to do it's just like and you made a great point it's like you learn like I learned from you today you probably learned from me whether you did or not but like 100%. I did learn from you and I like it 100% I'm going to go home and like I learned a new idea I'm going to bring it into my life and see how it's going to benefit me and if you're doing that like three times a week and you're going on people's podcasts and you're learning it's like it's just a different avenue it's like reading a book listening to an audio book listening to a podcast or interviewing you're going to learn and if you're in this realm, if you're in this workplace of where you want to learn and better yourself and share that information, it's it's a great thing to do interviews like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and even just chilling out with someone because, like, if if you and I were to chill out for like three, four hours or whatever, right? Like, I think the only way we can get an experience like this is podcasting. Like our, like I think, like um, like if you were to just chill out and we go for a drive or we go and do and literally anything, like no matter what you do, right? Yeah. Like, there's always other things that kind of interrupt the conversation. Or, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, there was this one time I'm listening, to like, I, I was bringing up the uh, earlier, like, Theo Vaughn is like this comedian I listen to yeah. all the time. He's got a podcast, he's a stand up comedian. Yeah. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast a couple of times, I think, oh, okay. or maybe just once. Yeah. But it was like one of those long, couple hour podcasts. Yeah. And he says to Joe Rogan at the time, like, I think, like, probably like three quarters of the way through, He's like, this is the longest conversation I think I've ever had with someone. Yeah. Like, like straight, like, yeah. like even like sitting down here, like it forces like conversations where I've had with like, cause I've had some, uh, quite a few of my buddies on my show.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And it's like, dude, this is the first time in a long time that we've sat down, no phones and just chatted. Yeah. Like no fucking TV yeah. on nothing in front of us. There's no other people around adding like third party ideas. Like yeah. it's literally just connect with one person and just like talk to them for yeah. a fucking hour or I've had episodes that are like two hours and it's like yeah. dude I know you better more than like I know half the fucking people that I see on a regular yeah. basis
0: you know yeah. what I mean like it's like oh you got to know them better in that two hours than like the five years that you know them because like those five years no I'm saying
1: them. you right now like yeah. in this last like hour like I know you more than some of the people oh, that yeah. I see
0: like <laughs> you know like
1: people in my building yeah because I true. just walked past, I've lived here for a year, and literally, like, I think I've had, like, seven conversations with
0: people. Yeah.
1: Mind you, it's, like, the whole fucking pandemic, people aren't, like, talking yeah, to people, right? True. But it's, I think even with no pandemic involved, like, Yeah. you know, I've talked with you more in the last hour than I've talked to fucking literally all my neighbors <laughs> combined.
0: Yeah. And we only got to this stage by doing a podcast together. And yeah. it's a great thing, because, like I said, you learn, and you get to know the person that you're interviewing, which is a great feeling yeah
1: it's nuts man it's so crazy too like i know like it must be even like kind of i don't know maybe you can speak to your experience but i know like in vancouver here like dude you meet so many goddamn people like literally all the fucking time in vancouver yeah. i feel like is a hot spot especially being in richmond here yeah specifically because the airport's here yeah I guess so, so like there's really people coming in and out of yeah. the city all the fucking time it's like you meet so many different people and i feel like i really only know maybe like two and you'd be the third three people i think or four maybe in real life people that i know in person real life that do podcasts yeah, you know right. what i mean yeah. so like out of all, i went to two different high schools i played on many sports teams growing up like I've worked in all the cities around Vancouver. Yeah. I don't really meet people that do things like this. Like, dude, what's your experience like? Like, because where you're from in Kamloops, like, it's like for it's a anyone, small yeah, anyone. Yeah. Anyone <laughs> that's not from BC will be lost there. Yeah. But anyone that's in BC knows, like, it's a small town compared to Vancouver. It's grown yeah. a lot, actually. When I was there this year, I was
0: like, oh, shit, this place is huge now. Yeah, like, you got a lot bigger over the years.
1: But, um, but like, what, like, what, well, I guess... Like, do you know any other people that do like
0: similar things to you from in, in your area or? Uh, Yeah. Not really. You're the guy. <laughs> there's a few, I think there's a few that do it, but I just haven't seen their channel pop up yet. But yeah, it's kind of more of a small town, more retirement town.
1: Yeah. yeah. So what's it like kind of like, cause for me sometimes like, I feel like, like if, imagine like growing up in like LA and dreaming of being like an actor or moving to LA and being like, I'm going to be an actor. Like you're one of like hundreds of thousands, right? Like millions literally. Oh yeah. But like, like I feel like, like when you write a book or when you do a podcast, like I feel like, I guess you don't really need the people like in your geographical area to get behind you. But sometimes I feel like it's like, I really am like, I feel like this. So you must as well sometimes like, or maybe you haven't thought of it this way, but sometimes I think like, Am I the only guy in, at this age group in, in this city that cares about stuff like this? Like,
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get those thoughts crossing my mind too. But, like, I don't know. I, I'm more of the type where I just focus on myself and see what I have to do. And if I meet those people, like, I'll share my experiences and it'll be great. But I think that's what's something that I have to work on is going out and networking. Like, this is my first interview. Like I've never done Fuck this Fuck yeah, before. <laughs> dude. I never <laughs> that, that makes me so fire yeah. I have never done this before. Yeah. But I just started dude, you're a natural man. <laughs> I just started uh, like releasing my book. like I for the past four years I, I barely posted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like I just was just busy working I'm like I'm more of the type of work hard in silence. Like I don't really like I never posted that I'm writing a book or I'm starting a podcast. Like once it was done then I was like, I have to do social media because I want to spread myself to all platforms. So I was like, I never really liked social media in the first place. Cause a lot of people just go on there for the wrong reasons. But like, I have to use it as a business tool. Well, so I know. Like, I feel you. I, so I, I just media. started going on it. Like, I think my first book or first post for the past four years was like this year. Mm-hmm. Like I only have 20 posts, I think. So yeah. it's like, I had to start doing it at a... Like just right now so it's like I never one of the things that I want to work on is going out and doing these interviews and spreading my message posting more like I before so or posting my first book like on it like my first post about my book because like you don't know how people going to react like no one even seen me in like four years <laughs> like I haven't posted so it's like but I did get that initial hype but it's like your family your friends are proud of you and stuff like that but you just need to sustain it now and find a different find your audience that sticks with you and likes you and like likes your post, likes what you say and like shares it and stuff because that's how you're to get more noticed. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Do you have like a, like a favorite author or a favorite like kind of like someone that you kind of look up to because like during these times where, you know, you're kind of, I guess, growing through this space of, because I'm kind of feeling like I feel the same as you, like in terms of like not liking social media and I, I really just, mainly, like, if you look on my Instagram, 99% of it's just my podcast stuff. Yeah. Or, like, clips from it that I think people might find funny or helpful. But, like, I feel like, yeah, you kind of do need that. Like, I feel like, do you know any, like, I guess, like, people that you look up to, whether it be, like, an author or a podcaster that just does social media super well, do you kind of think that you maybe, like, not maybe want to model it after theirs, but, like, Kind of take inspiration from it.
0: Like. Yeah, I really liked uh, Sam Harris. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about him. Or yeah, not, but yeah, yeah, I like the way he posts. Like, it was just pretty simple. Like, this is my podcast episode. Here's a picture of it. Here's a link below, and here's a good description. So it's like that's the way I modeled mine after his because like that's it's just simple to me. Like, I'm this is my podcast. This is my link. If you want to listen, it's right here. I'm not gonna like post ten clips of my podcast. Like here, listen, listen, listen. It's like. This is my episode. Here's a link to it. If you if you enjoy reading what I wrote about it, you can listen to it. If not, that's okay. Yeah. I think maybe in the new year, I want to make more videos, like just short 60-second clips once or twice a month, three times a month. Is just like I have a thought that I want to say. It's like during my breath meditation, just ask yourself in the morning, how do you feel? Set the tone for your day just by asking yourself, how do you feel today? And if you're not feeling happy, if you're not feeling at peace and calm, ask yourself why and get to the root of that emotion and then start your day. So now you're bringing your best self towards your day. Your happiness levels are up, your peacefulness levels, and you're calm. So like that took 40 seconds. So I might turn that into a post now in a video format because I'm more posting just pictures right now, quote. So I can clip that and send that to you if you want. (laughs) So I'll start doing more of those in the future, in the new year as well. Yeah.
1: I like that man I like those and the thing I like about those as well is if you can get those like either under a minute or if you can get a 15 seconds something that you could say quick yeah like that's super shareable I feel like mm-hmm. for people so I think that that's a good idea the other thing I was gonna say is like once you start having people on your podcast then it makes it easy because I, I, I like a lot of the time when I make my clips for social media like I just like to have it as like whoever I'm with is talking like it's not really me talking yeah or I'm just saying yeah,
0: yeah. but like but like
1: I like because it's kind of nice because I feel like and I know like Zach is even we've talked about this before like sometimes I feel like people get tired of listening to like the way I present the idea yeah So like hearing it from mm. a different guy or hearing it from a different person or hearing it in a different way like said in a different way or even a different point of view that I have like like it's something like fresh a new perspective that I can offer because I can offer my perspectives all day Yeah, but like having the opportunity to sit with someone else and be like you guys listen to this person. Yeah Right. Like that's literally what I'm doing right now. Like guys listen to this fucking person. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's like it, it's kind of cool because Well, I'm like, yeah, I guess I just um I think I like the idea that you're saying, like kind of be able to kind of make just clips exclusively. Like I think that that is the way to go about it. I've, I've tried and even I had someone on here like two, like a week and a half ago when we talked yeah. about TikTok, how we have to fucking get back on it, man. Because yeah. 60 minute videos. I feel like, or a 60 second video, like that's like really good for like a, a lot of the social media yeah. that's right now, man. But There's always those things that you're going to have to do, like, that come with anything. Like, I feel like, um, like, pick any, like, career in general. And there's always, like, the shit that that stereotypical person wouldn't want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like, um, like a football player, like, someone that dreams of being in the NFL, like, they don't want to fucking go over plays in the back room or fucking diet or do, like, you know, all these different things. Like, they just want to play football. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that's our version. Like, you know, like, it's, like, yeah. I, no, you, I for you, you're, like, it. I just want to write a book. For yeah. me, I'm, like, I just want to talk. <laughs> I don't want to do the other shit. Yeah. I don't want to promote this. I don't want yeah. to, you know. So, I feel like that's, like, our version
0: of that. It's, like, yeah, you're going to have to go on social media, dude. And you have to do things that that you don't, like, when you go after your purpose or whatever, whatever you want to call it, like, you're not going to like every aspect of it. Like, yeah. I love reading and writing, but I hated editing, like editing my videos, editing my audio, it took me like six months just to learn how to turn the microphone on. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, I had to literally take it back to the store and ask the guy, like, I don't know how to turn this on. And it was just simple as a switch and change the settings in Adobe. Uh, but yeah, back to my points, like, those things, like, I, I don't like doing them. But it comes with it. You just have to, like, if you want to be a football player, like you just want to catch the ball. But you also have to learn the plays. You have to diet well eat well you have to sleep good too it's like you just can't catch a ball you have to do all the other aspects revolving around that as well even if you don't like it like i don't like editing but i have to do it It comes with what i'm trying to do in life so it's like sometimes you just have to take it for what it is yeah
1: yeah it's pretty crazy man what do you think like while you're writing your book like what do you think because obviously you love writing but like what did you have like any parts when you were writing this book that like challenged you a lot or frustrated you a lot any like writer's block or anything like that
0: at the start i did but early on i learned that or what i what i wanted to do is like when i wrote something that was really good i was extremely happy but the next day like as any creative person whether you're writing book making an album podcast whatever the case may be you're not gonna get great ideas every single day so it's like the days that i didn't get great ideas i was like i wasn't happy i was mad (laughs) i was frustrated yeah but eventually, I was like, I can't keep living my life like this. Like, that, That's like three, four years, and then I'm gonna write, I want to write books continuously. So it's like, I'm going to be living half my life unhappy because the days that I don't get good ideas, I'm going to be mad and frustrated. So what I did was, every morning, I would just write for an hour. Whether I wrote 10 pages or whether I wrote nothing, I just sat there, and I had to be in that space, in that creative space for an hour. And I just told myself that, great things take time if you don't have a good idea right now don't ruin the rest of your day being unhappy Like, just go with the flow Write one hour a day that's it and i just kept doing that every single morning and eventually i had a book but it took that's the way i wanted to do it like i if i wanted to sit myself in a room for six months i would have wrote it but i wanted to live by those experiences so i just wanted to write for an hour but every single day i want to live by these experiences And throughout the day, I would get ideas. I would get notes when I'm finding pleasure in my simple moments. Okay, how do we do that? Well, first, I have to breathe. But I have to live through that experience first in order to write about it. So I had to do that job as well. So, But during that time at 7 p.m. when I was finding pleasure in my simple moments, I just wrote notes down. That's it. But the next morning, I'd write about it. And I'd do that every single day, every single day. And eventually, a book came out of it.
1: That's beautiful, man. Hold up, I'm gonna pause this right here because I do have to use the washroom. Yeah, sure. I said that in the very beginning, but hold up one sec. All right, sorry, we're back, people. I had to use the washroom, so I don't know if I'm gonna edit that out, but (laughs) if I do or if I don't, I don't know. But we're gonna jump back into it, but you were just talking about something that I really like, so I wanna touch on that before we wrap up because um, that feeling of like, not having material, not having new ideas, like excuse me I run into that all the time right yeah like I run into that because like I'll kind of set expectations for myself like because I, I put out two episodes a week right yeah. so that means that bare minimum I've got to record two episodes a week yeah you know That's for cool. the most part <laughs> and uh, I do sometimes have a couple extra that I like kind to have like just in my pocket or like but for the most part if I have an idea that I really want to put out or like an interview I put out pretty much right away. Yeah, I try and line it up for the the next Thursday. Yeah, um, but Like I feel like that bind all the time where I'm like fuck like I have to keep putting out ideas But I don't have any new ideas and like I get so frustrated and I beat myself up all the time and I because like the way that I've kind of changed my life is probably like kind of similar to some of your journey was I had to introduce a lot of like discipline in my life yeah. right and so because of that now my subconscious or maybe it is my conscious self like kind of tells me like if I'm not winning it's because I'm not disciplined enough yeah so like sometimes I'll think like I'll just like kind of a lot of the time I just go in my journal and I write about problems that I'm either facing right now or problems that some of my friends are facing or I just try and think of advice I'd try and give to my younger self and I'll fill like pages in my notebook of ideas. That's great. Well, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's like one or two lines and it's like bullet point, like two ideas. Yeah. And I'll think to myself like, fuck man, like how come I can't pump out a good idea right now? Like I'm usually pretty clever or kind of smart at least, or like at least comparable to my past self smart. But you know, like I think like that's so, I like the way you put it of just like you know you would make yourself right every single day for an hour and like sometimes you're gonna put out good ideas and sometimes it's yeah. just garbage that you scrap like maybe that's kind of the way I do it because sometimes I just schedule like like Saturdays I like to film a lot yeah. um, you know evenings I like to film so I'll try and schedule it but then sometimes I block time in my calendar to like say like film an idea or film an episode this Saturday and then I'll sit down and do it and I'm like I still don't know like I thought within a week I'd be able to come up with what I wanted to film today yeah I have nothing
0: hmm yeah so what I did is like when I like even with that book example an hour a day the first point like even if I wrote something that I knew I wasn't gonna write in my book I just wanted it out of my mind Mm -hmm. so it's like even if I wrote something on a Tuesday I knew it wasn't gonna be in my book but it was just stuck in my mind so I want to get that thought that idea out of there so a new idea a new thought can grow in my mind it's and like a used car law like yeah, get rid of inventory rid of we, need <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> we need new shit we need new shit that's a perfect example and then when I started my podcast my blog I knew I didn't want to put too much pressure on myself and that's not a cop-out or easy way I just knew it's like if I rushed everything if I said like I want five then think camera
1: oh no just another little battery notification but okay
0: yeah so if i wanted like say if i wanted five podcasts a week it's like i'm putting a lot of pressure on myself and if i do that i don't know how great my ideas are going to be i might just start speaking about things that i don't even know about but i just have to put out the episode because i said i'm going to come out with five a week so what i did was like i wanted one one podcast a week one blog a week so two podcasts two blogs and at that point in my life right now that's all i can do and i'm giving my best ideas so i recorded like five six in advance so I don't have to rush and now what I do is just like most of my podcasts it, it takes me a month like I I know that sounds crazy if you're making two a week but like I get the idea what I'll do is once I'm done I'll just sit with myself and like what do I want to talk about and yeah. I and I sit with myself and ask like what do you want to talk about what are you going through in life same thing what you're doing you're journaling you're writing it down and I'll get the idea it's like okay cool like my latest one was uh that I just recorded was how to be stronger than your mind how to develop mental toughness so it's like during that uh, time that I was writing it down writing the ideas I would purposely do things to build my mental toughness things that I'm not already doing in the background like I'll take a cold shower every morning for 14 days and I would add 10 seconds every day why? because like I wanted I want to be stronger than my mind I want to conquer that inner voice and that those cold showers help me produce those ideas so it's like I never want to put too much pressure on myself because I know great things take time and Mm -hmm. if it's going to take me like one of my podcast episodes took me two and a half months because I kept messing up recording it but it's like if I put too much pressure on myself it's not going to come out the way that I want it I'm not a perfectionist but I just want my ideas and wisdom to be heard in a certain way and if I know if I just say like okay I have to write ten blogs in the next two months like they're not gonna be really good blogs because I'm just forcing it. That's the thing if you're an artist or if you're creative, like you can't you can force yourself, like if you give a deadline, but like in my opinion, like you kinda of want structure, but you kinda of wanna be lenient as well. You don't wanna to put too much pressure on yourself because like then you're just gonna like, get mad and you're gonna be unhappy. So it's like I know there's a line where we're like, yeah, be disciplined, write, read, make your podcast, but if you're not feeling it in that day, like some days I don't feel it like for five six days I have nothing to think about for my podcast but that one day I have ideas for like six or seven mm-hmm. and I would never get to that one day if I was just so down on myself like you're not a podcaster you're not having good ideas people are not gonna listen to you I just go in for that hour in the morning routine now it's like I do podcast work I just took out the books I already wrote it now I do my podcast and if at that hour I come up with nothing I come up with nothing but I just remind myself that great thing to take time and you need to have faith over the things that you can't control. I can't control when I get a great idea. I could have seven ideas in this moment right now. I can't control that. It's just whatever comes to me, it's like, oh, I resonate with that. I want to talk about it. Oh, and I did that stuff in my past, so I can talk about it. I went through that experience. But like, If you put too much pressure on yourself and those days where I don't do good, the, out of seven days, if I have no ideas for the first five, and I tell myself I'm worth this, I can, I'm not a podcaster, I'm not this, I'm not that, the next two days I just wrote off but if I just remind myself that yeah great things take time and be faithful and keep living life presently and you will get ideas and ever since I started thinking with that perspective my ideas just come because it's hard like you don't know when you're gonna get an idea you could get ten ideas tomorrow you could get not any ideas in the next two months you just never know but if you're just present and you're conscious and you just keep going about it and set out time you still have that discipline and structure where you set out time where it's like I'm going to sit for an hour whether I like it or not whether I come up with 10 ideas if I come up with one podcast if I come up with nothing but it goes back to that discipline like at least sit with yourself for that hour schedule your time if nothing comes from it that's okay continue to live the rest of that day in the present moment with consciousness you might get an idea while you're putting tiles in a bathroom you mm-hmm. don't know where it's going to come from you might look at that tile in a different way it's like oh I just thought about something how it fits uniquely boom, there's your next podcast episode. Mm-hmm. But like, you would never get to that mind frame if you're just down on yourself. It's like, I'm not a podcaster. I'm, I can't do this. You're not going to get that idea. You just, it's kind of like having, like what I talk about in my book, you need to have that blind faith over the things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. And you just have to accept that.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, actually, it's, it's beautiful you ended with that because it's kind of like, you know, like that I was going to give myself the advice that I was giving earlier, which is like, you can't control that sometimes. Like, yeah. What I could control was, did I put in the effort to sit down and write ideas? Yes. Can I control the quality of my ideas that day? I mean, I can prep my best by, like, sleeping properly and having good conversation. But, like, it's like you can't really control your ideas. But yeah, I think the nice thing, like, that helps me as well. Like, because, you know, definitely, like, most people I feel like putting out unless you're a full-time podcast like two episodes a week is quite a bit like it is pretty heavy workload to be honest yeah. sometimes yeah but um most of those
0: people one of those episodes are like interviews so like you don't need to really be in that creative space because that's just, what i was gonna say you're just interviewing No, so, not like knocking off it's an art in itself but, like you just have to be in the present moment and have a conversation with somebody you're not really coming up with the idea like how to sleep better how to find your purpose yeah like how to deal with your mental health and, and it's things. natural for
1: me too like i'm in a space where like i'm literally i'm not making any money off this i'm paying to do it yeah right so for me like it's like this is a path. like i love doing this like i was excited all day i'm like fuck yeah yeah i'm so excited i was like man i wonder what he's like like i've never met for those of you listening to this like i've never met you before yeah like, so i was like dude this is sick like got someone coming over we're gonna chill out yeah. like we're gonna have a good conversation like it's something I'm excited for like it's mm-hmm. not work for me that way and like you were kind of asking me and like everyone that comes on this show asks me like you what's your structure like do you have any questions lined up for yeah. me and it's like I mean I got like ideas I want to pick your brain about but for the most part I don't know what questions I'm gonna ask you I don't know where the conversation is gonna go like I didn't have to prep for this yeah other than just make natural yeah Yeah. like just make sure I was on home uh, I was home from work on time that was it yeah (laughs) like that was literally it just be showered and I showered right before you got here (laughs) so like that's kind of the nice thing I guess some of the other ways like and this is just kind of like I guess like going off because you have a podcast as well like but some of the ide- ways i get ideas are you know maybe in a way that a friend frustrates me like if i see they're struggling in their life and they might not even voice that they're struggling i just like see them doing a cycle over and over again in their yeah. life where i'm like i want to scream at you but it's not really appropriate so i'm just going to write out my thoughts and then i'm like this is a good idea yeah like yeah. you know so i feel like that's a kind of a for me, at least, like, that's how I kind of get ideas is either, like, struggles that I'm going through, advice i give to my friends, advice I'd give to my past self, or just kind of ideas, like, sometimes maybe, like, you know, for instance, like, I listen to your podcast, and I'm like, oh, I like the way that, you know, I like the w- the way that he's going with this. Like, I kind of like that, but I think of it a little bit differently. Like, I'm going to try and put my it. spin on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, my buddy Zach, like, he did an episode about... You know, like uh, his first year podcasting, like his like experiences, and I was like, you know, I could easily just put out like, you know, what kind of because I've done it. I've done episodes where like, and this was back on like the YouTube before the podcast was like things I learned from working in sales, things I learned from working in construction, yeah, things I learned from working in a restaurant, yeah. So then I was like, I've been podcasting for two years now. I could put on episode like things that I've learned just from being a podcaster, yeah the first couple of years like yeah i pretty much just did get the in the the idea like completely from him but it's like that doesn't mean that we're sharing the same value or the sh- same content like he's a lot more serious a lot, i find like a lot of
0: my episodes are just empty conversation but yeah. i find that
1: entertaining so that's why i like it
0: yeah it's what it's what you like and it goes back to that point like i didn't have this mind frame when i first started like i was like just like you I would, if i didn't get an idea i was pissed i was angry i was frustrated yeah <laughs> And it took a toll on me. Like even when I was writing my book, like if I wrote something great, I was extremely happy. I lived that whole day and I was in a such a happy space. The next day, if I didn't match that work, which is extremely hard to do because sometimes you're not going to do it, it ruined ruin my whole day. Like I would go to dinner with my girlfriend and I would be mad. I yeah. wouldn't be happy. I'm not mad at her, I'm just mad at myself that I yep. didn't have a great Dude, life. I feel you man. 100 like, percent. Then I asked myself, How many times are you gonna do that? Because your whole career eventually is going to be based on podcasting, blogging, and writing. So, like, there's 365 days out of the year. If you're only producing great ideas, half of them, which is a great number, 50%, what are you going to do? If I was producing thing? good ideas <laughs> half the fucking yeah, time, I'm like, sure. what are you going to do the other 50%? Just live your life, mad? Yeah. Or like, other people are in the same headspace. I don't know if you know the singer Russ. Yep. Yeah. He Hell was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. on Jay Shetty's and... I was listening to, him. i was like wow like he thinks the same as me like he would come up with a great song like in one day and he's like oh i'm i'm on it i love it i'm living life happily i feel amazing the next day he said like i have so much anxiety and depression if i don't match that but like it's out of his control if he could match it because he doesn't know where that idea is going to come from and neither do me and you are neither do like artists creative people like people that make clothes and albums like You could only control so much. You could just put yourself in that situation. Like, whether you... Like, I like in the morning. No one's up. It's quiet. Like, an hour, I'm going to work on my podcast. I feel you. And after that, like, if that idea doesn't come, I'm not going to ruin my day. I'm going to still live by my values. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be present. I'm going to find pleasure in my simple moments. I'm going to have faith over the things that I can't control. And then I was... Like, the point that I'm trying to make, I was the same. And then one day... In one day, I got, like... Three podcast ideas, two blogs, and like an idea for like another book. And I'll, in one day, and I was just like, wow, like I was so worried about what I didn't do the first four days, but in one day, I produced over four or five months of work just by like in 20 minutes. Yeah, so it's like you need to have that optimistic mindset. Like, I can't worry about those things that I can't control, I'm just gonna continue to live. As who I am by my values and the ideas that come it's just the same as when you're going after your dreams like if you want to be a podcaster for the rest of your lives and like buy investments you there's only so much you can control yeah the other stuff you have to have faith over it whether you believe in the universe God energy higher power like it's a lot of the stuff is out of our control like I like I said with example like I can't control how many people read the book you can't control like how many people listen to your podcast or if you find 10 great real estate deals sometimes you just have to control what you can control and that's about it you have to have that blind faith you have to be optimistic optimistic because if you're not like you're just going to live in a negative space and it's going to affect you in a negative way Mm
1: -hmm. yeah man 100 percent. i love that man I love that you brought up Russ, too, because, like, I look up to him a lot because one thing that I really like about Russ is, like, he started so independent, man, and he, like, not just, like, writes his own songs in terms of, like, writing the lyrics, like, he makes all his own beats, mixes everything himself, like, he literally is a one-man show for the most part, so, like, that's how I think of myself and, like, even yourself, like, like, I think of myself as well, where it's, like, you know, I wrote all these ideas, I film I was the one that filmed, I don't have a producer filming or recording yeah. anything, like, I'm doing this all in a little fucking corner of my apartment yeah. that, you know, I'm working to pay for rent, like, yeah. you know, and I do all the editing, I do all the marketing, like, literally no one's helping me with this, yeah. other than, you know, like, maybe one or two people sharing it, <laughs> but, like, that's it, you know, yeah. like, that's why I think all the time, I think of, like, Russ, I think of because he's one of my best friend's uh, favorite rappers. Yeah. So, like, he taught me a lot about Russ just yeah. from talking about him. And I'm like, dude, this guy is, like, another version of, like, what I could be. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, like, just a different avenue yeah. that he went down. But, like, this guy's just doing it by himself. And, like, I'm not tooting my own horn saying that I make the best fucking podcast ever. Yeah. I know I've got the low budge setup, I've got everything like <laughs> that. But it, it gives me pride to know that, like, that's me. Yeah. You know, that's no one else, so...
0: That's your path. That's your journey. And Everybody has different paths and different journeys.
1: Bobby, I gotta say, it was a fucking pleasure having you Thanks, here. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, I don't know if you've listened to a full episode of mine before, but I will say this. I do my own intros. I yeah. don't do my own outros. I'm lazy, man. I only do half the work, <laughs> so... I will, all I need you to do, you're gonna do the outro for me. Yeah. There's nothing you... I'm not gonna give you a script or anything, but all you gotta do is... Tell people where they can find your book. Uh, tell people where they can find you on social media. Yeah, but you sure. just gotta give them a positive message, something maybe motivating, something insightful, something positive, yeah. something just to uplift their spirits. But um, maybe wait till this loud ass plane passes by. But <laughs> you can start. You can start with your plugs, and you kind of tell yeah, them yeah, one more. Sure. time. yeah, for sure.
0: those of you who don't know, this is my book, Living with Yourself. You could get it on Amazon, Indigo, and probably like over 15 indigos if you want to get a hard copy yourself or if you want to order it online and you can get it at my website bobbybazarin.com my instagram channel where i do most of my posting is at bobbybazarin where you can see my podcast and blog my podcast four pillars is also on apple podcast and spotify and i guess if i had to pick one message that you guys could live by is just find something that you love doing do something that you do something that you love doing in this world and if you can't figure it out for yourself just sit by yourself and deal with your inner thoughts and just ask yourself what do you truly love in this lifetime and just go after it that's about it beautiful man did i get the first signed copy did you get the first signed copy yeah you got first out of like yeah top 20
1: there we go baby i'm never getting rid of that (laughs) that's gonna be worth millions one day dude Thank you so much. You're the best beard I've had on the podcast, for for sure. (laughs) I'm trying to catch up. Yeah, But um, there you have it, guys. Bobby Bazran, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. It's a long trip from home. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to this or watching this. That's all we got. Thank you so much. Have a good morning or a good night or a good evening, afternoon, wherever the fuck you listen to this. But that's all we got. So thank you so much. Much love and peace out. See you guys. Thank you.